0: Good afternoon and welcome to another exciting and fantastic episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And boy, do we have just uh, a fantastic, super fantastic piece of cinematic masterpiece today. I first of all I am Moya and my fantabulous co-host. Who are you, ma'am? I'm Georgia. Say it again, Georgia, because this tech man, this tech is kicking our butt today, guys. Say
1: your name again. <laughs> who are you? I'm Georgia. <laughs> Just like the state.
0: <laughs> the, the state, the country. Yeah, it came in. It was like I'm oh, like so we did it over. That's the, the beauty of live recording. Yes, so I'm Moya, and that's absolutely the fantastic Georgia, and we're here again. And guys, we're gonna get right into it because this was a long freaking movie. Three hours, oh but we gosh. but we ain't gonna sit up yeah. here for yeah, we ain't gonna sit up here for three hours sit, talking to y'all about this movie, okay? But it is none other than Georgia. What is our movie?
1: Seven Samurai. Oh my. Did, 1954.
0: It did it to us again. Seven samurai guys. I don't know what is going on. We have a bad connection. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna fight through this because we're gonna <clears throat> excuse me. We're gonna talk about this movie if it kills us. The Seven samurai. And what year was it? 1954. 1954. So George and I are probably the only two people left who really love movies, Who's who has, we've never seen this movie before. And it's not because I didn't want to see it. I just kept forgetting to see it. And I would say, oh, I look at The Seven Samurai. And whenever, you know, people would bring it up and I would just forget to see it. So so I was, it's all that everybody said it was. It was. It, it is an absolute masterpiece. I couldn't agree with you more.
1: On it. This had been on my list of movies I'd always wanted to see and didn't get around to it and don't be daunted by the length of this movie right. yeah it, it is gonna run more than three hours but it is totally worth it yes it, once you see the movie and you hear about it when you have heard all the hype about it it deserves the hype it is all that and more i i couldn't i, I couldn't recommend it more it is this is the kind of movie where you want to see it more than just because it is so rich with so much going on with it, yes. that you want to see it again and again, so you can appreciate it even more.
0: Yes, and like Georgia said, it's three hours and a little bit of change. There, there is an intermission, just like we're going with the wind. Going, to, going with the wind wasn't going with the wind was wasn't three hours. I don't know. It may have been three hours. I can't remember, guys. Let us know in the comments. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Uh, we're on YouTube. Um, and matter of fact, I, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> just uploaded. Uh, gosh come on what is going on today georgia i just uploaded a new episode of uh how betty davis saved my life presents late to the party so that is on our youtube channel with um uh, some other videos uh that episode the latest episode is featuring hollywood wives and the slap man if you did not see the slap go look at it it's on it's on amazon prime uh, Seven Samurai on Amazon Prime. That's where we saw it, and uh, the slap is on there, and um, Hollywood Wives. So late to the party, latest edition. Going to try to do some more of those. But yeah, um, <clears throat> we we uh, is. I mean, I, I just was taken aback how just fun and funny. I wasn't expecting all the humor, Georgia, that was in Seven Samurai, because everybody just talks about the action, right?
1: Yeah, you know It's turned the same way. I didn't expect it to be this funny. Right. And it, also the movie, it, it was. there was so much humor in it. Really, I, I was... And I was cracking was up. Surprised. Yeah. yeah, I was too.
0: And you know what else? <laughs> I was shocked because... So I grew up in like the 80s and 90s and the image of Japanese people that we got... Well, you know, You know, that's what Hollywood does, man. Caricatures of people... You know, um, and as Japanese people, we need stoic and, you know, just no, no personality. And so you would think, you wouldn't think that this movie existed, uh, as far as like the humor that was in, in, in the, uh, the warmth. And, um, uh, we're going to get into that, um, giving shouts out to the, to the performers, the actors and everything. But Georgia, you the again, everybody knows you're the research department. So what do you got for us this week about the seven Samurai?
1: Actually, there's a lot about it. Um, this is one of the first films to use the now common plot device where they begin recruiting heroes into a team to accomplish a mission. And so you will see this in other movies like um, The Magnificent Seven, The Dirty Dozen, The Guns of Navarone, uh, The Wild Bunch, They Call Me Trinity, The Three Amigos, Star Wars. I mean, it, this movie was so influential that's Mm -hmm. why you see it. remade, may reworked referenced i mean this is one of the most impactful movies ever made in all of cinema history and that's why it truly deserves to be called an epic adventure classic a masterpiece it's got it was it was japan's grossing movie Mm -hmm. and uh in as uh, the greatest Japanese film ever made. Of course, there are several other really great movies that Japan has produced, but this is certainly one of them. And, you know, this movie had so much difficulty being made. It took nearly a year to shoot it. Um, The studio protected the increased production costs and Kurosawa insisted on the quality and authenticity of it. So he said, no, I'm not going to shoot it in a studio. I'm gonna have it done outdoors. was uh, a peninsula in Japan where it was shot, and he felt that the quality and authenticity would also uh, project and translate with the actors. The actors would get more authentic and realistic performances. Um, they ran into so many troubles that the studio shut down production at least twice. Um, and they had they had, Horrific movie. You know, the the battle scenes were, I mean, horrific weather, rather. And the battle scenes were supposed to have been shot in the summertime. They were actually shot in the winter. Mm. And it rained and it rained and it rained. They didn't have enough horses for the battle scenes. And uh, when they were shooting in February in near freezing temperatures, um, Mifune said that he had never been so cold in his life. And Kurosawa himself who stood in the mud with the actors, he grew so cold, he started to lose his toenails. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, one of the amazing things about this movie is that you feel like you are in the midst of the action. And that's because uh, Kurosawa used multiple cameras. And so he wouldn't interrupt the flow of scenes because he knew... It would not only be easier to edit but also the battle scenes he knew he could only capture just once and so the production grew so stressful that uh Toshiro Mifune threatened Akira Kurosawa again (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know and so also there is like um a little bit of a kind of like a romance and Involved and the director wanted to achieve a glittering effect in the character Chino's eyes, and so to do this, he used angled mirrors on the ground to reflect light up onto her face. But because of so many retakes, the actress's eyes were ultimately injured by overexposure to the glaring light. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, I know, I, I, right. I, it, it, it's amazing that all the yes the, the things that they would go to to achieve the effects that they did so so that is um, oh another thing I wanted to tell you so I was wondering about the awards that this movie would have achieved mm-hmm. or received it, it did get some Academy Award nominations it got nominated for best art direction and set direction in black and white and also got best costume design black and white and um. Uh, Kurosawa came from a samurai family himself and so he made sure that the costuming of the samurai and also the village people were as accurate, historically accurate. So he went to great lengths to make sure everything looked just as it would have for the year 1586 when the action occurs.
0: Okay, wow. I believe everything you're saying you can see the uh the effort and the professionalism that went into this um it was like you know i hate i don't throw that word around stunning but it really was and i mean what you just said about how this was the foundation that other action adventure films were built upon i see that now and by the way uh, we are going to do The Magnificent Seven, which uh, which was based off of um, Seven Samurai. Uh, Magnificent Seven, of course, is the westernized, ver- westernized version in every sense of the term. It's a cowboy flick starring Yul Brenner and Steve McQueen and just a whole other bunch of those great 60s uh, stars that we all love. So we're going to do that one that'll be our next recording and that'll follow this that we can compare and contrast. I did see the Magnificent 7. Totally enjoyed it. It's been a while since I've seen it so it's going to be like looking at it all over again. Um and George, I mean there's just so much we could spend an hour and some change talking about it, but I'm just talking about Seven Samurai. But I'm just going to try to boil it down um what impressed me the most about this movie? And I kept saying, what is this feeling that I feel? What is this this uh, familiar feeling that I feel, but it feels new, brand new? And I was like, these men are men. And in today's cinema and in today's world, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's, it's I sound like a crazy person saying this, but not really. It is so rare on film that you see a men being men. And I love action movies. And, and, and men being men, unapoli- unapolo- unapologetically men. Do you get what I'm saying? I sure do. And I appreciated the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I really did I was like man because you know what Georgia we had the benefit of growing up and seeing all those Steve McQueen Paul Newman <laughs> Humphrey Bogart and, yeah. and all those good movies of film noir stars and all those good people we all we've talked about in other uh, more Burt Lancaster so that was just a natural thing to us you know and um looking at uh action films like and not to leave anybody carl weathers you know uh you know the on the african-american side of that shaft uh with roundtree and um and the uh gosh he's, he's uh almost said his name but the other black action films from back in the day so we have the benefit of seeing men being men men protecting women and I'm telling you, it's so, it's so rare you see that now, and it's so frowned upon because wouldn't these, and yeah, I'm getting political now, but I'm just telling you this was the greatest impression on me. These men will be labeled as toxic masculinity now. You know, and and you don't have to agree with me, but I was just sitting up here saying, like, Georgia, you could not do this movie now. Like, The Seven Samurai, like, Mm -hmm. even if you, because I think they redid The Magnificent Seven, I think, with uh, Denzel Washington. or it was oh it was a magnificent seven like y'all y'all let me know in the comments but I think they I, I, I'm gonna look that up right now, um and I don't think it did well um I didn't again I didn't see it but it's hard to remake these type of movies because the people's mindsets were different for, for better or for worse but the bravado of the actors <clears throat> Yul Brenner, Steve McQueen and yes. Arace they were real dudes these men. Yes. Uh, the director and these actors, they were real dudes. John Ford, uh, John Wayne, they were guys. They were dudes. And they weren't faking this stuff. Even though they they may have, like I, I read one guy, one actor, he had never picked up a sword before. And uh, when he got on camera, man, he looked like he had been a swordsman all his life. But these were tough guy, real dudes. And that's, that was the real impression that was left on me, Georgia they couldn't do this movie <laughs> yeah. today. They couldn't, they could not do it today. They could, I don't think they, maybe in Japan, cause Japan don't really play that woke foolishness, but here, hell no. If they did it again in Japan and try to show it here, I would be shocked if, if they would have to change some things, you know? Yeah, you're so right. But You
1: know, it's so, in a way it's very primitive and it's, but there's no, nothing artificial in it. I no. think that's one of the things that we responded to. Right. Because you don't know, have these little, little artifices and little things that they bring in. It's just so real. It's so elemental. It's right down. Yeah, it's right down to the basic elements. And it's done in such a way that there's intelligence. Yes. There's philosophy. Yes. But I was surprised it's so much that the observations and the... the thought and the philosophy and there's times there where there's like tenderness in it yes. but, and it's not black and white the people they're not the villagers are not good in all innocent, right, and all right right themselves you know they are there's uh so differences the characters are so well differentiated and brought out and I was so uh amazed at how well they They brought them out. Yes. Um, The performances were very deep and well, the writing is so, so good. The performances, for instance, I was looking at the character of the more wise or older samurai, Shimura. He acted with eyes. I thought, oh my God, look at that. And then, of course, it was such a contrast to Toshiro Mifune's character because yes. he used his whole body yes. in her performance, and then I uh, there's a scene where there's uh, Richiki's uh, wife, mm-hmm. and I thought she had the best female performance because she, she never says a word, but you see this play of every emotion go across her face. Yes, I thought, oh look at th- this is so amazing to me. I I was taken with it, but you. know, I think one of the things that I also responded to was the fact, and, and, and you know, the thing that I, that makes movies like this so popular because remember when you see Braveheart, where mm-hmm. you see Men, Are Men and you see Mel Gibson and and in that role, and you see the patriot, right, and those kinds of people, they respond to they realize, but that's the thing they respond to, and um, I I just thought this is a t- this is a story about courage and hope and about the odds were against them but right. i like the way that they did so it's it's kind of like they kept like a score sheet in a way yes because they were do so like the little like <laughs> when they were up against the people you know cause right people i mean they had they had no other hope they had no other hope with these samurai and i learned so much about the samurai culture when yes. i did a little bit of research on this movie because the samurai, these were samurai who, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this or a ronin. That means they were samurai, but they didn't have a master to work for. Yes. So back in these feudal times, they uh, had to find another way to to subsist. And so they would either be something like uh, bodyguards because he, the samurai did not do any. Uh, um, uh peasant manual labor they did not that was their mm-hmm. code that right. was their caste social caste they were from so if you they would do uh a task but it had to be within their code mm-hmm. and like they could give a lot of sword lessons or defense lessons or whatever in exchange for shelter and food they could do things like that and so it amazed me that They found the samurai because they loved fighting and they loved battle and they liked the challenge and they had something about them that was swaggering and invincible. And it was so fun to watch each one of them in their own way, in their own personality, Mm -hmm. uh, respond to this enormous challenge that they had right and uh and i think that was i think what makes this movie it goes so so fast i did not feel like i was watching a movie that ran over three hours
0: right and something i want to bring up as well i had never heard of the word word ronin until the 2013 movie 47 ronin starring Robert de Niro, which is a fantastic freaking movie Georgia put that one on our list man. That was probably one of De Niro's last really really good pictures um um and man was that one of his last action pictures? maybe so y'all can correct me <laughs> yeah but he was uh he was i saw that movie like several times and i made then i made my husband look at it and he enjoyed it too but so that's where i had first heard of the uh, of what a ronin was and then back to the samurai so guys the plot well, i think it would be ha- would be helpful if we say what the plot was the plot is these these poor farmers they're like the lowest of the low, I guess, on the rung on the caste system. There I don't I don't know. If there's a caste, outright caste system like that, uh, in like the Indian caste system, but you know, uh, society. And there's these bandits that keep uh raiding their village, and these, <laughs> and it's not funny. But these some gangster behind these some gangster a uh, uh bandits. And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, well we we so the first scene they like, "Oh yeah, okay, we are about to take this village." They're like, oh, "Ah, no, we ain't going to take it yet because they uh we're going to come back when they <laughs> when they when the harvest is ripe and they put when they've gotten it up and harvest, they will come back." And I mean, it's just it is funny because like I said the director, Sir, Sir Okawa, has a wonderful sense of humor in this movie, um Kurosawa, I'm sorry. And so The villager's like, we ain't taking this no more. Especially one guy, Rikichi. And he's like, we ain't taking this no more. You know, so we got to do something. And uh, they go and and then go and try to recruit the samurai. That's hilarious. They go into uh, almost like I would call a Star Wars bar scene and getting harassed. And it's so funny, but that's why it took me back. What I was saying, like this movie is, they would get labeled toxic masculinity and these guys. Because, but... It was funny. It's what men do. I don't, who cares? You know, they give each other the business. And um, so that's the premise of the whole thing. And they recruit these. And, and like Georgia said, how they recruit the seven samurai each, they recruit each one differently. They each have their own personality. And, and it's, it is, it's fun to watch. That's what I'm going to say. This movie was so much fun. Oh, yeah. It is a lot of fun.
1: And even if you have to watch it, you know, like in segments, you know, do it, do it. Because you'll go back and you want to repeat certain scenes because they will just, all of a sudden, they will captivate you because they're so unexpected, but yet they're... It's like, wow, look, wow, you yeah. know, yeah. you will do that. Right, With right. With this movie, it will just surprise you in such a good way. It totally exceeded all my expectations. Yeah,
0: right. And there was no right, and I like what you said earlier. The only true villain or bad guys were the bandits, but amongst the samurai and the villagers, there was no right. The, the movie is not preachy. It lets you see... I found it fascinating, everyone's perspective. Everyone had a voice in this movie and you could see everyone's perspective. Um, And and to me, the star of the whole movie, if you will, was the pacing. And the movie had to be three hours long. I wonder if it was edited down from five hours because uh, Kurosawa took his time to show every nuance. And like you said, um, uh, uh, the head um combat the head sa- samurai, Shimada, he acted with his eyes, and we talked about how Betty Davis does that, and other great actors do that as well. But that's another reason why this movie probably couldn't be made today, because the studios would be on Kurosai. Was behind what you're doing? You're taking too long, and uh, you know, the pacing would have been off. But you had to see every piece. And another, that I think the second star of show was the setting. I'm so glad he decided to shoot it outside because I don't think a set, uh, you know, sets are nice. But those of you, when you see it for the first time or see it again, you all will realize uh, 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 that they had to do it outside because the strategic war planning was so pivotal to the plot. Right, Georgia?
1: Oh. It had to be done outside because that is so crucial to the the way the movie how it turns out. I mean, it's crucial to the plot. You you cannot go without doing that outdoors. It had to be done that way.
0: Right, right. Um, and so I was just impressed. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I really can't. Uh, just a little fun fact. I love animation. I love anime. Uh, Japanese animation. Um, it is. I mean, I you know there's a lot going on in the in the animation world and anime world. There's a lot of uh, IP intellectual properties being uh, thrown around and misused. But um, to the Godfather, if you will, of of Japanese anime started with manga, which is Japanese um comic books speed racer here he comes here comes speed racer so fun fact speed's real name i just learned this recently his real name is go mifune or mifune named after toshido mifune or mifune and so so yeah speed's japanese and so the m check this out georgia the m on a mach 5 that speed's car is for Mifune or Mifune? I'm sorry if I'm not saying his name correctly. So it was a shout out to, to Shido because he was a huge Japanese star, rightfully so. The man, I'm not gonna sit up here and say that yeah. he stole the show or this one stole the show. I just think all of them, when they when it when the spotlight was on them, they did their thing. So I don't think anyone really stole the show. But he was the more more colorful cal- character, if you will. And so, yeah. um. Uh, so, yeah, he, so Speed Racers, that was his real, his Speed Racer real name is Go Mifune or Mifun after Toshido, And then we he got here, of course, his name became Speed Racer. So, that's a fun fact. And Toshido George, I don't know if you found this out, he read for Mr. Miyagi in the original Karate Kid, but he didn't, no. yeah, he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to why he didn't get it, because the producer said, or the directors and the producer, I guess, see, this dude is too intense. We trying to scare the hell out the little boy before, <laughs> before we want him <laughs> to work with Mister Miyagi and not run away from Mister Miyagi. So he didn't get the part on for. But girl, I would pay good money to be on that table read. I would pay my next paycheck to see. Okay, let me hear that. I wish. So I wish if there's any footage of that, probably not. I would love to have seen that. Um, but yeah. So if you rent it on Amazon, guys. Um. There is a lot of trivia on um, Amazon uh, when you rent when you uh, rent the movie. You know you click on the little tabs and it says trivia, cast, and all that. So yeah, that's where I found that out about. But I love oh my cast because I'm like a huge Speed Racer fan, and um, I also love uh, Lupin the Third. Okay, so those of you who love Japanese anime, if you don't know, check it out Lupin the Third, which is what like one of the oldest. Um, after probably after Speed Racer, um, oldest Japanese anime came out in like the late '60s, early '70s, so it's like 50 years old. I just recently got into it about five years ago because they have a really funky soundtrack. Man, it's funky, funky, funky. So anyway, he so Lupin the Third is this notorious cat burglar, international crime uh, bur- uh cat burglar steals. He was still a, the sweet off of sugar. And He travels around with a with uh two of his uh hitmen, and I cannot remember the name Goyo Man. Yeah, Goyo Man is the samurai, Georgia. And Georgia, thank you for being patient whilst I tell you stories. <laughs> but yeah, <That's> okay. <laughs> no, Goyo, no. huh? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. well, no, just real quick. So, Goyo Man is his samurai, okay, and he's uh. Upan, he's not really Ronin, so to speak. I, I I would say that, but anyway. But he um so but kind of sorta, and then um oh I just forgot the other hitman right now. But anyway, Goyo man, I wonder if he was uh if he was based on Kaito, uh because they kind of look the same and they're kind of stoic and they don't talk and they just master swordsmen. But anyway, so I have an affinity for samurai. And one last thing. So, Georgia, do you remember Shogun from the 70s? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I thought about Shogun for better or for worse. <laughs> I remember Shogun. I, I would have to go look and see if we could find Shogun, girl. That My family was like everybody else in the rest of the world in America. We were entranced by Shogun. So that was my first entrance into samurai and Japanese, you know, culture. But yeah. That's so fun. So thank you, y'all, for listening for that little rant. Thank y'all.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I have such fond memories of Shogun. Yes. The, any series being on TV because it brought my family together. And I have such fond memories of it. I would show up in the evening to watch it with my mom. And and I'd say, watch Papa-san. <laughs> and we had such a great time. We did. Watching Shogun. It was amazingly done and you know i wanted to say about the actor toshiro mifune that i got the impression that he was kind of like a matinee idol because man he's just handsome he's gorgeous
0: he's, he is gorgeous he's,
1: he's yes and i got the feeling that the other roles that he played he was um, like a, I don't know. Forgive me, Brad Pitt, or Robert Redford. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I mean, whatever you know, Paul Newman for yeah, for Japan. Yeah. and yeah, he he's just to look at. But I was amazed when I read that he first showed up. I think uh to be a cameraman, and he wasn't really going to be acting. But somehow they mistook him, and they let him. So he auditioned, and they chose him. But his portrayal of that character is so yeah. I mean, just for that performance alone.
0: Yeah.
1: You have to see it. It is so incredible because he's not really Sam Ryan. He's not really a farmer. Right. But if you watch the way he does the character, oh my god, you will not that, that is the it is an un Yes. Performance. Right. I guarantee you. You yeah. He elicits
0: sympathy as well as humor for that character, yeah. and I don't know if he was. Uh, I know this movie won some awards, um, and I don't know if he won any. But you know, his he, just I'm pretty sure his, his his well his star just shot through the roof. You know, after that because Seven Samurai, like I said, is just an an influence, just par excellence. You know, as far as cinema goes. Georgia, that's all I have to say. Um, I'm gonna leave you with the last words.
1: The last signature.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to this absolutely fantastic episode featuring the seven samurai, um, Akira Kurosawa's masterpiece that really started all and influenced so many um great Hollywood directors and films. Please go see it. Like I said, it's on Amazon Prime for rent, and you will not be disappointed. And we're gonna do the again, We're gonna do the Magnificent Seven for the next podcast, so we can compare and contrast. So I am Moya, and you are. And
1: I'm Georgia.
0: That's right. <laughs> and we are out of here. Thank you again for tuning in to How Betty Davis Saved My Life: Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on all, all on most listening platforms. So check us out. Take us out, Shaka. Yeah.